Aloha. This is LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I am your host, Stephanie Colvin, coming to you from Southern California. And we have an exciting topic this week. It's been so much fun doing this episode with a special guest, Patty Judson. She is my very good friend who has so much faith. She's truly a powerhouse in the gospel. And um, she is an amazing, wonderful teacher. And we will hear more from her just a little bit later. So this week's topic is divine expectations. And I landed on this topic because I was thinking, you know, being in the gospel of Jesus Christ, it does not come for free. There are so many gifts that were given uh, from the Savior through the Spirit. And, you know, with gifts, as with knowledge, comes responsibility. And that responsibility gives us some expectations. So I wanted to cover this a little bit because I think that um, it definitely needs to be talked about and kind of shared. And I love the way that Ezra Taft Benson uh, really put it into perspective. And he started off by sharing the gifts that Christ had given to us, being the Lord um, and creator of this world. And so, you know, as I was reading this, I truly could see the hand of Heavenly Father and the Savior in bringing this plan of salvation together. They have thought of every little last detail. And given, you know, the circumstances of the United States today and the things that are going on, it brings me so much comfort and reassurance to remember that, you know, we are in the promised land. The God of this land is Jesus Christ, and he truly is in charge. And so I just need to look to him, exercise my faith, and be willing to do his work, to be an instrument in his hands, and to go out and do whatever he would ask me to do. I do my best, I'm not perfect, but I do know that when I act on a, you know, a prompting or an inspiration that I receive, or if I'm asked to do something, I'm always rewarded. I always receive some blessing that I could have never even thought of or invented myself or given myself because Christ and Father, they know exactly what we need, you and me. And it is my greatest wish that the Spirit, even the Holy Ghost, can speak to your heart this day and help you to understand what the gifts have been given to you and what some of those responsibilities and expectations may be. You know, the plan of salvation is perfect because when we fulfill the responsibilities and expectations that come with these blessings and gifts, the revelation and inspiration that we're given gives us further and even more blessings because as the prophet says, effort brings rewards. And I absolutely love that statement. And I truly believe that President Nelson is the prophet for our day. Christ has given us many things, including gifts and talents, and he has also given us the perfect model, and that is himself. We are to and can look to Christ to pattern our lives after his on earth. In John chapter 15, verse 13, it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Just really think about that scripture. What an absolute doozy. I can't even imagine. 
I know that I could lay down my life for my family, my children, and my brand new grandson who's only two weeks old. But for friends, I never really considered that before. If you really think about that, not only did Christ lay down before us the perfect example of earthly living, but for our sake, he willingly gave up his life for each and every one of us. And it was an agony, you know, an experience in both body and spirit that he had so that we may have the wonderful, incomparable, infinite atonement. And he did this for you and me, for everyone that's living now, will live on the earth and has lived on the earth. Utter perfection. Ezra Taft Benson tells us, some men are willing to die for their faith, but will not fully live it. Christ both lived and died for us. By walking in his steps and through his atonement, we can gain the greatest gift of all, eternal life which is that kind of life lived by the great eternal one, even our Father in heaven. President Benson goes on to teach us that the constant recurring question that we should have in our minds should be, as it states in Acts chapter 9, verses 6, Lord, what will thou have me to do? We receive these answers through the Holy Ghost and the light of Christ, And please remember that each of us was born with a portion of Christ's light at birth. And through taking the covenants and fulfilling the ordinances, uh, we can have that second comforter with us as well. And that is Christ's spirit himself. We choose to live after the manner to have his presence to be with us. This is a choice and a decision that we must make. The gospel is glorious and it's full of everything that we could ever need. All we must do is ask, search, seek, and ponder, then accept the truth that is taught through the Spirit of God. Another great gift received by our Savior and Creator is the gift of a modern-day living prophet. President Benson tells us that of all mortal men, we should keep our eyes and hearts turned to the prophet and ears open, ready for instruction, direction, prophecy, and love for the prophet of the church is, who is the captain, seer, and revelator. A great way to find your place with God and Christ is gauging how quickly that we accept, how quickly I accept, you accept, and believe what the prophet's telling us, for he is the closest mortal on earth next to the living water, which is Jesus Christ. A wonderful added gift given to us through this wonderful plan of salvation and great loving care in planning this experience for us is the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you turn to Doctrine and Covenants section 1 verse 30, it teaches plainly, only true and living church upon the face of the whole earth. Through the church, we receive the important ordinances such as baptism, celestial marriage, and other sealing powers. Also through the church, we are given the powers of heaven through Christ's holy priesthood, which is given to men and women in unique singular ways and applications. And when we talk about the priesthood, the priesthood, of course, is given to the men, and they go out and they minister and they get blessings, 
and they're also to be examples to the young men and the boys that are growing up so that they can look to the men who hold the priesthood and they can understand what a man, a God-fearing, faithful man should be that holds the priesthood and what kind of example they should be giving, always true to the faith. The women in my testimony of this um, do hold the priesthood as well because we took the covenants and the ordinances actually in the temple. And um, there are other ways that we receive priesthood authority through church callings when we're set apart. And then some special ways that are very sacred. And I'm grateful that Heavenly Father truly has thought of everything. So, you know, we have so many different families and lifestyles and situations. Um, Families are not the typical, you know, nuclear family anymore. And yet the gospel of Christ and priesthood authority has been set forth so perfectly that it can address anyone's needs or circumstances and Heavenly Father always makes sure that His children have access to that power. A fourth wonderful gift that's given to us are the scriptures, which we know to be the Word of God, particularly the Book of Mormon. I absolutely love the scriptures. I love spending time in the scriptures And I know that when I spend time in the scriptures, that I will receive revelation. And that is time for me to hang out with the Holy Ghost and have him be my companion and teacher. And I just love spending time with the Holy Ghost. We know that the Book of Mormon is the keystone of our religion and that it is the most correct book of all scripture on the earth today. We know that it was written for our day and given to us to help us know how to live, choose and decide, work, move and thrive during these latter days. You know, Joseph Smith said that, quote, a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. And Ezra Taft Benson calls the Book of Mormon the Great Sifter. I thought that was so interesting that he called it the Great Sifter. And then he further um, clarified. He noted within the church the difference in discernment and insight, conviction, and spirit of those who love the Book of Mormon versus those who do not like the Book of Mormon. So it is the great sifter. And that really kind of helped me understand even more how the Book of Mormon truly is for our day, is for this time, the restoration of the gospel. We know that the gospel in the church will never be taken from the earth again, and that the Book of Mormon is here to help find the children who will actively choose and accept the word of God. Um, And it is the great sifter. It's also the great gatherer as it gathers the children of Israel. And I am so grateful for this gift of the Book of Mormon. The last gift that was given to us by the Alpha and Omega, Christ himself, is the Constitution. And I thought this was so appropriate, so perfectly appropriate, especially with what's going on right now in America. Um, It was just astonishingly appropriate when I read this. And yet again, this talk was given by Ezra Taft Benson, I believe in 77 or 78, but it so much applies for today. Um, As we watch the deterioration of the Constitution and the standards not being upheld in our government, uh, you know, that's not a coincidence. We know that one of the prophecies of the latter days is that the Constitution will be hanging by a thread. 
And if you, you turn to Doctrine and Covenants section 101, verse 80, it teaches us, I establish the constitution of this land. I as Christ. I establish the constitution of this land by the hands of wise men whom I raised up. So think about our forefathers. There's this great painting of George Washington kneeling next to his horse. I don't know if he was on his way to a battle, in the middle of a battle, or what exactly was going on, but he had his head bowed and he was praying to Heavenly Father. Our forefathers were truly very faithful and believed in Heavenly Father in Christ and in the power of faith and the power of prayer. Joseph Smith goes on to say that even this nation will be on the very verge of crumbling to pieces and tumbling to the ground. And when the constitution is upon, upon the brink of ruin, this people will be the staff upon which the nation shall lean and they shall bear the constitution away from the very verge of destruction. I am so grateful to be doing this podcast and to receive the blessings of doing this podcast. Um, after what happened yesterday at uh, in Washington, D.C., the stuff that's going on in the news and the media and just all of the misinformation, uh, it can really leave you feeling just very disenfranchised, you know, deflated. Um, and it's not a fun experience to have. And then, of course, that turns into some type of anger and frustration um, because you're feeling all of this. Um, you're just let down. That's how I felt as I was really let down. So to be able to find this in the talk by um, President Benson, I'm really grateful for how the Spirit leads me and guides me when I prepare for these episodes. And you know, this truly is the promised land. And we know that the God of this land is Jesus Christ. So to emphasize this further, allow me to share with you a quote from George Albert Smith. He says, I'm saying to you that to me, the Constitution of the United States of America is just as much for my Heavenly Father as the Ten Commandments. When that is my feeling, I am not going to go very far away from the Constitution, and I am going to try to keep it where the Lord started it and not let Antichrist come into this country. End quote. It is the Constitution that made it possible for the Lord to start his church here in America. This is how important the Constitution is, and only a Zion people can bring in a Zion society. And as the Zion people increase, so we will be able to incorporate more of the principles of Zion until we have a people that is prepared to receive the Lord. And we're going to have to overcome lots of things that are going on in the world. You know, what um, temporal lifestyles that people have, uh, you know, as far as dressing, the way that we talk, the things that we do, how we feel towards each other, um, you know, how we behave, how we react to things, you know, what type of example are we being? And um, it's through our ability to live the gospel in our lives, to maintain our modesty, to uh, maintain a decorum about us, you know, in private and with others, 
when we're speaking and talking and engaging with others, that we're not using profanity, that we're not being vulgar, um, that we're not watching movies and listening to music and engaging in things that just would put the spirit off from us. And there's so many other ways that we can really decipher and separate ourselves from the things of the world. Um, So now that we understand the tremendous miraculous gifts that are given to us for honoring our covenants and ordinances, um, especially when I think about the covenants that we, the covenants that we made in heaven, Father and Christ have set us up for success. All we must do is choose, exercise faith, and give our will. They truly have thought of everything as they root us on every second of every hour of every day. With gifts comes responsibilities, as I mentioned earlier, even expectations from the Lord. And there were expectations of um, Saul, who became Paul in the Bible. He's a great example of that. He had a very uh, sweet angelic experience. And after being given this experience, God expected Paul to do his work. He commanded him to go out and do his work. And then, of course, we have another example in Joseph Smith, who had a divine visit from God the Father and Jesus Christ, as we know from the first vision. They spoke with him. They spent time with him. They imparted very sacred and important knowledge to him. And then the expectation was for Joseph to do as he was commanded. There's responsibility that comes with knowledge and gifts. And then when we execute these expectations, we are given more blessings because the pattern of keeping the commandments and the laws of God and the inspiration that he gives us as we're obedient, every step we take, there are blessings to be given to us and they do it with their whole hearts they love us so much um they want to give us these blessings they want us to seek after these blessings to pray about blessings that maybe we haven't received and and need to understand what we need to be doing to receive blessings to fulfill our missions and assignments that we were given and uh you know the pre-mortal existence before we came here So Joseph was expected to establish the gospel of Jesus Christ on earth and his church, which will never be taken from earth again, and it's here to stay. And that is so comforting to me. Um, Knowledge is everything. And I love the knowledge that we find in our scriptures and from our prophet and apostles. Another great example and probably a man that I look to quite often and I love his story as Alma Jr. who persecuted the saints. I mean, he set out to be cruel and mean and he definitely persecuted the saints of his day. And then he was given a merciful experience where he could repent and be given a witness of all that is sacred and true. Once the gifts were given, Alma Jr. came to understand the responsibilities now laid at his feet. And these are expectations that changed many lives during his time. Do we see and understand how expectations bless you and others that the gift 
the blessing reaches. The circle of love, gift, expectations, and blessings is perfect. So sticking with the theme of the podcast, which of course is real people, real lives, I too will share. One of my gifts is the ability to speak and talk without crippling anxiety. Um, I know a lot of people that don't like to give talks or bear their testimony in church um, because the anxiety of it all is just too much for them. Um, And I feel the spirit very strongly. I understand I'm not going to say I'm I'm 100% fluent in the language of the Spirit, but I do very much understand the inspiration and revelation that comes to me. And I work very hard at it and trying to understand so much so that I can pass on the message that the Spirit would have me relay when I teach. Um, Because right now I'm, I'm teaching seminary. I just started this week when I give talks, when I bear my testimony, and of course doing this podcast. These are miraculous, wonderful gifts and talents that have strengthened me and touched my life as well as those around me. And they certainly have, especially my husband and my children. Um, They see and they hear and they know. And it's a blessing to us all. Um, Because my husband's in the gospel, it helps him to learn and deepen his, his knowledge. And um, I love talking to him about the gospel because his faith is so deep and strong. He always has so many wonderful things to teach me as well. With my kids, they hear, they see, they know. And I always think at the very least, when they're ready, they know where to find the gospel of Christ at all times. So the responsibilities that come with this, of course, with these gifts and talents that have been given to me, Um, and that are the divine expectations. So I give my talents, time, and all that I have as best I can. I have really tried hard to be a yes person when it comes to the gospel, and it truly has blessed my life even further. I'm not going to sit here and say this has been such an easy thing for me to do. Um, Starting seminary this week and teaching these kids who, wow, the youth of today, what they know, their faith, their experiences is just so, it's just so miraculous. It just is it's such a great experience to be able to work with them and to help them, you know, get even deeper roots so that they do not waver. Um, but that was hard for me. You know, I, I try so hard not to compare myself to other people. Um, but it's so easy to do, especially when we have to teach in pairs And um, so I just really try to focus on, you know, what do I know? I know that Heavenly Father and Christ have sent this assignment to me. I know that whatever I lack, Christ will make up the difference. And I know that they will qualify me for the calling. And so I just hold fast to that. I have made a family here in Ventura. When I moved here, all I had was my husband. And I've come to know some very important people that have been able to help me in my temporal life as well, as I inevitably run into real life issues that everyone deals with from finances to caring for my elderly father-in-law and my own elderly parents. Um, You know, I needed some advice from a lawyer. 
Uh, you know, I've been working on some home improvement projects because my home was built in the 50s. And I always had, you know, a list of people that I can call. You literally can turn to your ward or stake and find someone who can help with any issue that presents itself. And better yet, they're always willing to help. This church and gospel truly is set up perfectly. And I'm so grateful for these people who will give of their time and talents. So earlier I mentioned that there is an interview that I did this week with Patty Judson, who is my very good friend. She has been in the church for some time. She has been a teacher. Um, you know, she is one of those that in our ward, she in our stake even, she is just an anchor. People know her. You want to engage with her because of her laugh and her energy. It's just absolutely infectious. And of course, her faith. Oh my gosh. She's like a fountain of faith. And you just want to pull up and park right next to it and stick your hose in there and just siphon off as much as you can get from her. So please enjoy this interview coming up. Again, her name is Patty Judson. And thanks again for joining us. you I've been promising you guys about. It's my very good friend, Patty Judson. Patty, hello. hello and thank you for joining my us. Friend. Thank <laughs> you for having me. I'm so happy that you've decided to join us. And you know what? It's a great week to be on the podcast because we're doing the topic this week is divine expectations, kind of based off the Ezra Taft Benson talk given some decades ago, uh, titled Jesus Christ, Gifts and Expectations. Mm. So, Patty, can you yes. tell us, um, just share a little bit about yourself? So, I am a wife and a mother and a grandmother. And I married my high school sweetheart 40 years ago. Hello. That's so um, cool. I know. It's been fun. And um, grandchildren are the best. Congratulations on your new little one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. I um, I just live a couple blocks away from Stephanie, so it's really fun that we're neighbors. And <laughs> I know. Um, what else about me? Um, I actually, for as a profession, I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, and, yeah, I just... I just, that's what I do. <laughs> you're, you're Patty. And you know what? For the listeners, she is a powerhouse. And I'm so grateful to be able to tap into that for the episode this week. So going back to the talk, Ezra Taft Benson, he mentions in this talk gifts that we have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And in turn, what we might give to him, hence the expectations. Right. And President Benson says in this talk, his pay for his work is the best pay that you can receive in this world or any other. I love that. So with that prefacing this, um, Patty, what's a gift that the Lord has expressed or taught you? Um, so I love the spiritual gifts that the Lord has promised all of us. Like we all get a gift, at least one, right? And yes. um, I love that. I love that promise. And it's one thing that I try to teach my children and other children that I've taught um, to always look for and ask the Lord for your gifts, um, your, your, your spiritual gift that he's promised us. Um, it's really interesting because back in the day, I always thought I wanted to be a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was a little kid, I'd set up my dolls like I'd want to be a teacher. And, and I always had this, um, I always had the strong desire to always 
um, follow Christ. I don't know where it came from because um, I didn't have a lot of religion in my life. My parents didn't join the church until I was five. And then they were kind of in, in and out of activity. Um, so we didn't have a lot of religion going on in my home. Um, but I was always drawn drawn to um, Jesus Christ. Anytime I saw a picture or uh, anything, I, I just was drawn to that. And so I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then um, I didn't become a teacher. I got married and I had kids, right? <laughs> like, so, and I became a nurse, you know, right? Like totally different from what I thought. Um, but yeah. my first teaching experience was actually when I was 14. I, um, I taught primary. Um, it was when primary was after school. And I taught the little four-year-olds and, you know, they gave you a manual and they gave you the little handouts and, and I just loved my little class of four-year-olds. And I taught that, I taught that age group all through high school and I loved it. I thought it was really great. Then I get married. Wow. That's I know cool. it was super great. Right. Like that is my beginning of my gift, I think. <laughs> Um, yeah, the teaching gift. And so I look now uh, uh, back over my life and all of the opportunities that I've had to teach. And I just think even in nursing, I'm teaching like that's what I'm doing all the time is I feel like I my gift has been the gift of teaching. And um, so I hone in on, you know, anything that will help me be a better teacher. And that's, you know, I love that. I love that because teachers are so needed in the gospel. Yeah. And you know what I love about the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, is that everything is set up so that we can teach each other in so many different ways. So can you tell us, Patty, what was the expectation that you learned from the Lord after the gift was taught to you? So once I, once, um, I realized, and it wasn't until I was asked to teach seminary, um, back when my kids were teenagers, um, that it, that I realized that my, um, it was expected of me to teach and it was expected of me to learn to be a better teacher, um, and to use the resources, go to the classes, you know, (laughs) listen to really great teachers and get those activities that the interesting thing is I didn't get my patriarchal blessing until I was 28 years old. So I had four children. I got my patriarchal blessing and in my patriarchal blessing, I pulled it out last night and I was just like, it tells me I am a teacher. I am a teacher. I am a teacher. I'm a teacher. (laughs) Wow. And so, wow. um, So I didn't, I didn't even realize that until my late twenties, early thirties, that that's when I was, you know, that's what God wanted me to do. And so I think his expectation for me is to always, um, be ready to teach. Share that talent. Definitely. I just, you know what? I really love that because, um, there's so much that needs to be done. And the younger generation, the youth, especially the ones that are born today, the ones that are teenagers today, really are looking to us adults to teach them and show them the right. way. And I just love that spiritual talent. And you know what? You're good at it, Patty. Oh, you really are. Um, can you tell us why is it important that we understand that there are expectations that the Lord has for each of us during this proving experience on earth? What's your opinion um, on that? I, I do. I do believe that, you know, that we made, we made covenants before we even came here. Right. Like, yes, I voted for Jesus's and heavenly father's right. plan. Right. So I'm going to come down here. I'm going to do the best that I can and do everything that I can that, um, he wants me to do. And like I said, I would, I've always been drawn to Jesus. I've always been drawn to, um, doing what I need to do to improve myself. 
And so I think um, I don't ever want to let him down. Does that make sense? And yes, it you know, does. Like when I've been, you know, like I've taught a lesson and it's been really bad or I said something really stupid, which I do quite a bit. <laughs> and then Please. I just kick myself, right? Like I just, I just kick myself and go, oh my goodness, why did I say that? Or why did I teach that that way? Or why did I, you know, why did I give a talk? Or, you know, sometimes I've given a talk and I'm just like, I didn't even prepare for that. That was really dumb. Why didn't you prepare? You know? Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Nothing you do is ever oh, dumb. Okay. Oh, no. And this is coming from somebody who's only been there for like seven oh, years. No, I've done and, plenty of um, dumb. Trust me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't see it as dumb. I see it as funny and very human. So, well, and that's what I love about you and some of the other guests that I've had on this show is that everybody is very genuine and real and willing to share and reach out, which is what we need to do. Can you share with us another example, maybe of an expectation that you felt from the Lord that you continue to work on now and how you go about it? Like maybe your process, um, because we're wanting to help our audience understand those who are listening the application of the teaching and then they through the Holy ghost can be enlightened what to do in their life. Um, yeah. So the little, the process. Hmm. Um, so I love what president Nelson has told us to be prepared, right? So get, get, get everything um, to be prepared. Yes. But not only that, you just, you have to know, um, you have to know minimum the basics right so i just reread yep. um president um or elder Uchtdorf's talk in october and he's just like first he's, he's first and foremost just return to the fundamentals right get down your basic gospel principles and focus on what matters most and um so whether i'm teaching a young women's class or if i'm you know had my little homeschool that i did in the fall with um, some of the ward family kids and my grandkids, um, you know, like I have to um, focus on what matters most, right? And so it, yep. just getting, being in tune as well, right? Um, you know, when the kids come in and they say something that sparks my, um, sparks that little, aha, that little aha, yes. right? And then you say, right. and you say, well, let's talk about that. Let's, you know, let's, um, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because that's how this yeah. works is it's, um, you know, I, it's funny that you bring that up because my dad and I are that way. And that's why we like to talk uh-huh. a lot with each other because we kind of bounce off each other. And then all of a sudden he's saying, oh my gosh, my mind just opened up to this, or I just understood right. that. And, um, so I get what you're saying and that's so important. Yes. And then going with it, and too, I, like, that's the other thing is going with it, not like brushing it aside. So, you know, May is my little grandbaby and she's three and she walks in today and she's like, you know, Jesus is just so nice. Right. <laughs> and I can go, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and brush her off. <laughs> right. But the teacher in me says, well, why do you say that he's so nice? And, you know, right. I, and that's good. She's like, well, because he loves us. And I, and then I go on, I said, he does love us. Think of all the things that he's done for us. Right. So that's, that's the teaching mode I'm in. And that's where I, you know, that's where I use my like Beautiful. little motivational interviewing. Right. Um, right. To get the conversation. Going. No, that's beautiful. And, and, and it's, and it lasted, you know, what, two minutes and then it's gone. 
Right. Yes. It's so important. We need to take that time. So why, Patty, do you think it's important that we understand the gifts and the expectations that have been given to us? And what does that mean to you? Um. I know, I know like, that before we came here, we probably agreed to some right. assignments. Um, I always just think, you know, I, I heard when, when, when I was teaching seminary a few years ago, there was a, I think it's, a, I think it was, I can't remember which, you know, gospel leader. I don't know who yeah. it was. I can't remember <laughs> names. Can you, you know, remember my kids' names? But um, <laughs> I, um, it, was, it was talking, they talk about how this is, this is, um, you know, our life is not a one act play. It's a three act play, right? It was the first act and we're in like the second act and then we still have the third act to go. Right. And so I think knowing, um, knowing a plan and knowing, um, what is expected of me and now like everything is expected of me, right. I've made all these covenants, um, at baptism, I've been to the temple and I am expected now, um, to, honor those covenants that I've made with my heavenly father so that I can return to him and give a good report. Right. And just say, okay, yes. I think I tried my best to do, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is that I need to do. Um, and follow like, like one example think- today, right? Like I knew I was going to be doing this in, with you. And I studied a little bit last night and I read again this morning and then I got, you know, I had like an hour <laughs> Of time, right? So I'm on my computer. Uh-huh. I'm like, I could be looking at Facebook. No, I don't really look at Facebook that much. And then I can shop on Prime, right? Like, I'm going to shop on Prime. And then there was like, the, like an right. interesting movie that popped up. Like, oh, maybe I could watch it. And then, and then I had this impression, right? Like, I had this impression. You can't sit there and talk about the expectations and the blessings that God has given you, and then watch this movie, right? Like, right? Like, oh yeah, you're right. I can't watch that movie. Like, I, that would be that would totally not bring in um what I you know say that I do so right it's just That's it's, so true it's, this last this past year like I loved 2020 I know I'm like a freak right I'm totally <laughs> a freak <laughs> because um what I loved about it is I got to really do some introspection right and just say okay what what matters like President Uchar says what matters Patty you know does it matter yes um you know, what matters. And then I have to, yeah. you know, focus on that. So I, you know, it's funny that you say that because 2020 for me has been a slowdown where I can get more involved doing the things that really yeah. matter the most, such as yeah. family. And so I think it's actually been a blessing, but it's also kind of helped me to identify um, okay, you know, Heavenly Father has, because in my patriarchal blessing, you know, it talks uh-huh. about a mission. So there's mission and assignments that each and every one of us have. And what do we need to do to figure that out? And then what's the expectation that comes with the responsibility right. of that knowledge? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So and knowing that he and knowing that he and our savior uh, are rooting us on, right? They want us to, they want us yes. to succeed. They're totally, you know, when I fail, when I mess up, when I am a total doofus, right? Like I can go to him and go, okay, I totally messed up. I'm such a doofus, right? Like, and, and instead of having, you know, the adversary be like, yep, you are, you know, (laughs) 
Um, yeah. You know, I just know I get this peaceful feeling when I know, you know, I go before him humbly and just say, you know, I totally messed up and I didn't mean to, <laughs> or I did, or maybe I did, right. you know, <laughs> and I'm just like a, being a rebellious yeah. that day, but whatever it is, I, um, I do always go back and think, you know, like I am the matriarch of my family. I am the oldest daughter in my family. You know what I mean? Like people are looking at yeah. me and I need to um, show them that I am on God's side. Yes. And I think that's where you're really, because in the talk, he talks about how Christ has given us. One of the things that he gave us right. was his example. And that's definitely what you're doing is following Thanks. that example. I try Sometimes, Patty, I you know, <laughs> you're such a sweetheart. I thank you so much for oh, sharing of yourself, joining me on the episode this week. <laughs> and I just love thank you to you. death. I really thank appreciate you. it. Hopefully, it's, <laughs> hopefully it helps somebody. Definitely. <laughs> Isn't Patty so much fun? I'm telling you, her laugh and her energy is very infectious, and I just love her to death. Patty, thank you so much for sharing your faith and your experience this week with our audience. Ezra Taft Benson stated, Just as when one loses his life to God, he really finds the abundant life. So also, when one sacrifices all to God, then God in return shares all that he has with him. These are the examples and testimonies that we leave with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please do not hesitate to ever reach out to me if you need to ask a question, if you're curious about something you need to share, or you just want to talk about the gospel, whatever the case may be. Don't forget, I am on Instagram at L-D-S-R-P-R-L podcast. I am also on Facebook at LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast, and you can email me at LDS real people real lives at gmail.com all spelled out i wish you guys a wonderful week happy new year i hope that the new year brings you many more blessings than you could ever think for yourself and um, just please remember to be safe stay healthy and most importantly stay faithful and remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle Until next week, God bless.